Welcome to the Soft Issues Podcast. On this episode, Wei, Matt, and I talk about overspecking your bike and why high end doesn't always equate to better. Oh Banging Chippy in Selby when we were kids called Lonsdale's, right? It was the grimmest thing ever. They used to do it in like newspaper, but like well after that became illegal. Oh, well. Wow. Oh, as in whatever. like, yeah, before they started before, using. Before they started, before food hygiene. Food became, hygiene well status. after food hygiene became a thing. Honestly, this <laughs> thing was decadent. Did they have to have the little food hygiene agent, agency thing with like the, the one? Don't even remember the that. One being in the one out of five, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I've seen a place like that. I was no. Like, uh, yeah, I walked past a place and I was like, but why would you put that in the window? <laughs> if Honestly. that was your rating. <laughs> Kid you not, right? There was two chippies in my town growing up. Like one Lonsdale's, which was like, if you knew, you knew. You, you went to Lonsdale's. And that was right at the train, cro- train crossing, like, right. uh, like at the bottom of my road where I lived. So that's where you went. Right. And the other one was across town. It was like a posh one called Mr. C's. <laughs> and Mr. C's <laughs> always used to win like best chippy in Selby. But there was like absolute outrage because it was like, you know, the chips were like soggy. It was like... <sighs> Batter was horrible. Uh, it wasn't in newspaper. It was in these like styrofoam boxes. Oh, yeah. oh. They always used to win, like best chippy. But it was an absolute uproar, outrage, because oh. it was it was shocking. Who were the judges? Then you get a load of you get. A Who were the judges? judges? I reckon they to... I reckon they paid someone at the Selby Times off. Oh, okay. crooked. Yeah, I reckon Mr. C. Unless the judges mm. are like you know three jab of the huts. <laughs> well, if they were three jab of the huts, they'd have gone to Longsdale's because that's where they know it was oh, at. Right, okay. Oh, it's tricky though when there's only two uh, competitors. But back then, you get fish, chips, mushy peas, can of pop for less than a fiver. <laughs> Tell you, mate, austerity. <laughs> can't get that now, can you? You can't get the can of pop for less That's than a true. thousand. Uh, less mate, than a fiver. Robbery, that. Broadway market, and you're having lobster tail and chips for like 20 quid. <laughs> I guess it's still lucky. technically fish and chips, isn't it? Shellfish and chips. <laughs> You yeah. tell it's been a while since we've done one of these. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What do we talk about normally? I don't know. We were going to talk about... Um, Nothing useful. We are going to talk about expensive, inappropriate... Equipment. Well, I think what we were going to talk about is it's the 50th anniversary of Dura Arce. Really? Shimano's high-end top-tier group set. The top-tier group set that nobody should be using that on a nobody should be using, full stop. Basically, yeah. It was launched in 1973. That... 50 years ago. That's crazy. It's terrifying. That's what that's that is. That's insane. Like, totally I'm, I'm nowhere near 50, but that is terrifying. I'm not, not so much the, 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 the amount of time, just the fact that this high-end stuff has been around for so long. And the ironic thing is you can probably still find 50-year-old Durace in one piece. Probably works better than 9200. Yeah, I was going to say, you probably <laughs> won't be able to find the latest Jura Ace in 50 years' time because they'll all, they'll all have been melted down <laughs> after the recall. So, or even 10 well, years. It was nine, it's 9100 that's been recalled. 9100 and 8000 series, Ultegra. I thought Dura-Ace. it was the previous generations as well. And 68s as well. I think it was a 68 and then ni- and the, uh, 68 and 9000. Well, it's 9, a bit 000. late for that, isn't it? Well, it's been. This has gone. This is going back eleven years. It's true. I see that nine thousand was the prettiest race. I will say that. It's only now just a little bit starting to look a bit. It's because we've got used to the boxy, we've got used to the black transformer stuff. Mm. Yeah, chrome. 
We all know 7800 was the best performing. 9000 9, or 9001 is the best looking. But oh. no one should be riding it. Yeah, I know too many Why people Why shouldn't people be it. riding it, Ev? You're the, uh, you're the resident mechanic here. Because it's not designed to be ridden by people who are who weigh more than 69 kilos. It's quite a specific number. <laughs> happens also be how much I weigh. So. Um, you no, have, you just, have 105. I've got 105 on that. No, actually, I don't anymore. Groups out of the people. I have, I have got some shifters, actually. I've got Altegra on my other bike. But they're pretty much the same thing to all intents and purposes, apart from a bit of weight. But um, yeah, why are people commuting on like the top end group sets that are designed for professionals, that are designed for racing? They're not designed for being ridden through the winter. Gotta win the commute, mate. Gotta win the commute. All those um, Strava segments. I mean. From lights to lights. <clears throat> if you all could. 200 yards of it. Yeah. yeah. If you were uh, privileged enough to drive your Porsche to work, would would you not drive your Porsche to work? Well, exactly. You shouldn't be driving a Porsche Depends to which work. one you have. Yeah. <laughs> you got a 911, yeah, crack on. You got a Boxster, your life probably didn't turn out quite as you'd hoped, did it? <laughs> oh, so is the Boxster like tram red? Then well, no, because that's even more expensive than Durace, isn't it? That's true. Well, now it is. SRAM is obscenely expensive. Considering the very, very poor quality of its Considering that, yeah, they still don't know how to make a front derailleur. Well, they won't need to soon. They've been pushing the one-by thing for a long time. True. Yeah, I find SRAM stuff is really sort of cheaply made, plasticky. Which is kind of surprising. It's the Shimano stuff. It's getting recalled, yeah. Aussie, mate, 105. That's where it's at. Exactly, no one's breaking that. Now it's gone 12 speed, mechanical. Yeah, they've finally done they've that. They've finally done it. I've been, I've been banging this drum for a while. Do you reckon they did that because of your emails? Absolutely. I mean, don't they know who I think I am? <laughs> okay. We've received an email from Matt in London. Dear points of view. <laughs> I had to explain that to Jen. Oh, is it? When, when you did that with her. She was like, oh, I don't get that reference. I was like... Right. <laughs> anyway, so, you know the weakest link. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then just went from there. Oh, Who think... presented points of view originally uh, before, um, and I've forgotten her name. Anne Robinson. Anne Robinson. Before Anne Robinson. I don't Wasn't know. Wasn't it somebody else that she... Someone really boring. Yeah. And most people back then were quite boring. I mean, yeah, if you take the time on a Sunday afternoon to write a letter into... It just was a letter back then. You got to send an email. Yeah, it kind of went. It kind of. It's not lost, really a thing anymore. Kind is of it? lost its way when everyone switched to email. Yeah, I think because the same. It's not the same quality of writing. It's kind of like Crime Stoppers. Yeah. That kind of lost its way a little bit as well. <laughs> yeah. We've just received a text from Dave in <laughs> Buxton. It says help! Exclamation point. Yeah. It's happening right now. <laughs> yeah. But okay. yeah, just generally, people are riding. Completely inappropriate stuff. There's, there's tools it's, to do a job, right? It's tools to do a job, but it's it's the it's the upsell, it's the marketing. Here we go. I'm back to ranting about the bike industry, right? They just want to sell you. They just want your money. They're not interested in 
you know, they don't care about aero, they don't care about efficiency, they don't care about any of these things. It's everything is just marketed to try and make people want the most expensive thing. Yeah, but on a practical level, right? So you have this top end group set that you're using daily on your, mm. you know, commuter bike, whatever. Yeah, you've got a nice bike, you want to ride it. Cool, totally get that. And you're wondering why it's always going out of whack. Why is mm. it never kind of functioning, kind of like smooth, crisp shifting? Like it's like they sell you, like they they sell you the dream. Like why is it not? Why is it not working as it should? Because it's not designed to be used this much, right? Yeah. That's the thing, but as the tolerances get finer, as you get more gears, you go from 10 speed, which no one needs more than 10 gears, by the way, 11 speed, 12 speed, <laughs> tolerances get finer, things wear more quickly, yeah, right? Exactly. Cassettes wear, chains wear, chain rings, all this kind of stuff. So you have to constantly fettle to keep it running smooth. Yeah. It's like, like you were saying before, it's like driving your Ferrari to work through Camden. It's like speed bumps every hundred yards. And it's like, yeah, you can do it, but just because you can, it doesn't necessarily mean you should. Yeah. Or if you can, or if you, you can and you are going to, don't expect it to be cheap when you take the thing for a service. Because they're gonna be like, Well, you've kind of like you've torn the bottom out of your Ferrari, mate. This is yeah. gonna cost you basically the cost of a new Ferrari, because you have totaled your car by not slowing down for speed bumps. Why haven't you been slowing down for speed bumps then? So that's the thing, right? So you know, you ride I don't know, say 5,000 kilometers, 7,000 kilometers in a year. On a, that's decent, I would say. I mean, I don't know what's decent, but like, you know, you go to service time, how much is a Duro's chain cassette? That's no, bare exactly, minimum, that's, that's right? That's exactly it. It's like in the, the same people who've spent, well, this is just experience from being a mechanic. The same people who've spent like close to 10 grand on a bike will balk at, at you when you tell them how much the chain costs and that they need a new chain. And they're like, oh, how much? Well, what do you mean, how much? Did you say that when you bought the bike? Oh, no, you couldn't, because you were on a website, and you were just like, oh, well, I'm going to pay for it on higher purchase or whatever, like installments, or, you know, you just want this thing. And then suddenly they realize, no, you know, there is a reason it's expensive, because all the, all the component parts, they're all quite expensive. And when you buy them not in a package, when you buy them individually, it gets more expensive. More, yeah. yeah. So do you see everyone slowly downgrading everything? As yeah, like you, know, <laughs> like you get your Dura set up and then the, the next chain is KMC or something, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then the next chain is Voltegra like, cassette. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, even the pro, even pro teams were, were using, I mean, I, I think they've changed it now, but the, there was a time a couple of years ago, uh, they didn't do Dura Ace cassettes in big enough sprockets. Yeah, so 28 was as big as you 28 yeah. was as big, so if you that wanted was climbing 30 years. or 32, yeah, you wanted 30 or 32, you had to get Altegra. Or 105 or something like that, or something else, and um, you know they mix and match. The pros mix and match. Yeah, well, well, all the, the pro train. pro uh, training bikes, they don't use Dura Ace. No, of course like, not. I mean, the thing is that <coughs> the, the, the training tires used to be a thing, right? Mm. They would never because they would ride tubs yeah, yeah. in races. So you know when they were, they would ride clinches um, during training times, and they would also ride crappier tires. They wouldn't ride the best best tires, but um, these are, we've got people commuting on courses. I'm wondering do you, why do you, do you really see people like oh, yeah. bagging well, around oh, like yeah. Jura oh, yeah. and, and then they'll complain that, that, you know, oh, I've got puncture. I'm like, yeah, I know. Because your tires are made of paper. <laughs> like, oh, okay, all right, fair enough. They, if they see me, they're going to be like, well, you've got courses. 
and you've got latex tubes and you've got this and you've got rotor and you've got all this like high stuff. Yeah, but I'm not commuting on that bike. I'm just, I just go to the park in the morning and train and then I go home and don't take it out in the rain <laughs> and don't take it out in the cold winter. I clean it often. Mm. And you, you know, can fix it. I can fix it, yeah. Having said that all of this, uh, did discover the other day that I finally need new chain rings and a cassette board. Um, <laughs> but you know what? I've got seven years out of that. Seven years? Cassette and chain rings. It's Jeez. amazing what happens if you don't cross chain, isn't it? <laughs> I, I, I do. I think I do, actually. <gasps> quite a lot. I do cross chain quite a lot. Sacrilege. I know, but like, I can't be asked to, to go in the small ring just. Be the change you want to see, Ed. <laughs> Might as well just get one have you, bike. Have you just stayed in like one sprocket for every year that's gone by? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, what is really weird is that I discovered that it was the like 11 until like the smallest sprockets, the hardest gears yeah, yeah. on the cassette. It was like the 11 and 12 that were like being a bit like messy. Like I put yeah. a new chain on it, you know, yeah. put a new chain on old stuff and it's like that's when you figure out that, oh, okay, I need yeah. a new, new cassette as well. And it was those two and I, I don't use those. I don't mm. remember ever using those. I'm always in the big ones. Yeah. But um, yeah, finally, the end oh, of an they era. Just, they just wear out quicker than the smaller yeah. ones, certainly. Yeah. My pro tip, right? <clears throat> I, it was a very turbulent time in my life, but I decided to treat myself to a Dura Race group set. Really? I've only ever had one, it was mechanical. It was a 9,000 one. It was amazing. That's why you, you're waxing <laughs> lyrical about 9,000. Oh, that was the best looking. It was. Set. It was on my time trial bike. It was amazing. And I had like, I was running like 55, 42 chain rings at the front. This is when I could actually ride a bike. But my pro tip, like training through the winter on that stuff, always train on the turbo in the small ring at the front and just crank the erg up because it's mm. much cheaper to replace your small ring yeah, than it is the big cheaper, ring. Yeah. And hell fire, Dura-Ace chain rings are expensive. Ooh, yeah. You know what? Like a 105 chain <clears throat> ring, the big chain ring is like 80 quid now. Yeah. 80 quid? Yeah, Shocking. Yeah. Retail, like full retail is like yeah. 80 quid. Uh, the small is like, <clears throat> like 15, 20 quid. Oh, so why would you not ride in the small ring? Because I ride rotor with FSA rings. It doesn't matter. They cost nothing. <laughs> That's probably what I'm going to replace them with. All right. Shot down the <laughs> argument there. Yeah. Ev yeah. Ev just chisels out his own chain. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> just, just stamp them out yeah. with a hammer in an in open flame. Um, but yeah, it's like, the, what, was I, what was I looking at the other day? Oh, I was looking at the prices, and the, the prices of the everything's like like Durace is now electronic, right? Altegra is you electronic. You can't get mechanical. You can't no. get mechanical anymore, right? All the in the ninety two hundred yeah. series, yeah. and the prices are insane. And I'm looking at them, and you know, you look at the shifters and stuff like that, and I'm like, this should be cheaper. This should be much cheaper, because the engineering that goes into those ratchets mm. in the shifters is like. Have you ever taken one of those things apart? Mm. Well, they don't have ratchets anymore, do they? It's a cable port. Yeah, ex no, exactly. But no, but, oh, but like in ratchet, in terms of yeah, like beforehand, yeah, yeah, the, 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 the actual mechanism to change gear, mm. it's like, it's a thing of beauty. It's like, mm. well, when it's not gunked up and full of crap, but mm. when it's new, it's like, it's, that's engineering. That's like amazing what they, what they did with that. And then now they get rid of all of that and it's just a couple of switches, mm. which is the cheapest thing in the world. Well, it's so, like 3D printed saddles. Yeah, right. <laughs> You want to get onto you want to get onto overpriced stuff oh, yeah. like three D printing stuff is some <clears> of the <throat> cheapest way to manufacture things, yeah. and yet you know your minimum three hundred quid mm. for a three D printed saddle. It's bonkers. I mean, essentially the same thing could be said with 
carbon carbon bikes. You know, okay, there's a certain level of skill that goes into putting the thing together and research and development to make sure that you're doing it right. But it's the the raw materials are way cheaper. Like, have you seen how they manufacture steel tubes? Mm, yeah, that's not that's not oh. easy. Uh, yeah, it's just selling people the dreams. I mean, think about how much your iPhone costs, really, to manufacture to the raw materials to build it all and so on. It doesn't cost anywhere near no. what it retails for. But you know, you know, the, the phone is indispensable. But it's, it's it's where do you justify the cost? <clears throat> I was I was talking about this with with a mate of mine who's uh, who's a suit tailor, <clears throat> and um, you know we talk, he he told me like you know we're talking about markups on stuff and I was talking mm. I'm talking about like wheels and like wheel building and stuff like that and like the markups relatively small because there's a perception how much people are prepared to pay for something mm. right and then and and the the markups that you, they're making in like the clothing industry, especially the like luxury brands and stuff, they're in, the markups are insane. But there's obviously like years and years of experience in both of those things. There's mm. years of experience that have gone into getting to that level where you know what to do to create mm. a good product. Mm. Whereas big, big industry, so we're talking like Apple, mm. you know, big bike manufacturers and stuff like that, did that all that, at, at what point do you have to kind of say, well, look, all that research and development has been done we already have the templates for all of this. We're not actually, in creating this new product, we're not actually putting that much work in. So that's what, like, at some point prices should, you'd think they would come down, but they're not, they're going up. That's how capitalism works. Oh my God. <laughs> Isn't it? I knew I was onto something. Like, you know. That's it, yeah. At this basic level. Yeah. Like yeah. you, the idea with any business is that you put the hard work in, well, you have to put the hard work in initially yeah. to get to the point. And then there's like a, a decline in effort for an increase yeah. in return. That's the dream, right? That is literally the American dream. But or, that's the, the, or the capitalist dream. Is that like. the way we want the bike industry to be going? You know? Well, we, fortunately, we don't have any control over it. No, we it. don't. We, just, we can just rant about it. Yeah. But that's that's how it is, isn't it? It's like you know, yeah. How much does Durace cost now, like for a group set? Three and a half grand, four k. It's like two and a half, or three. I think it's three. Three. All right. So compared to Campag. Oh yeah, yeah. But again, that's it's very very cheap. You're. It's like that's the difference between going to uh, McDonald's or like gourmet burger kitchen or something. You know. It's like you you expect. Is that it's a good example? <laughs> of course it's not. <laughs> Well, actually, no, maybe it is a good example because they're both cheaply made. It's true. They're both not worth the money that you'd necessarily... Well, no, I mean, it's, it's food, I suppose, is a bit different, but in the sense that the, the price discrepancy between the two, right, they probably shouldn't really be different, but one is a much smaller company. It's run by people that are set in their ways. And it's just, then it's, it's, there's a brand identity that goes along with it. Mm. Like, so you, you, you definitely are paying for the name if you buy Well, you don't a buy a Campag for the function, do you? No. You definitely don't. Buy <laughs> That's basic. I mean, yeah, well, the new, new group sets, £5,000? Yeah. Five, yeah, five, four, and, four and, five and bits, yeah. yeah. That's, nice. But, you know, that is, they're <laughs> selling to a market where people have 
insane amounts of disposable income and they they want to pay more. Well, you're buying the lifestyle. They're buying the you're lifestyle. selling the lifestyle. Like you don't buy, if you buy yeah. a, if you've got, let's say you're a billionaire, you're going to buy a house that's worth hundreds of millions because why wouldn't you? You've got so much, you know, you can afford it and you want to show off. You're not a billionaire if, you, if you're not a show off. My, I have a theory on this though, right? There's different levels of wealth, right? Not that I know about this because I'm skin, <laughs> but there's like a tipping point where you're like, where rich turns into wealthy, yeah, right? And I think once you reach that tipping point, it's like you don't really, it's fun, you just you buy stuff that's functional. You don't, yeah, yeah. true, you don't. That's, so you that's see people who are riding like, you know, the, these bikes with, that are functional, yeah. like, you know, it's like Ultegra Mechanical, whatever it is, not, you're not having, you're not rich in the fact that you need to be aspirational to be kind yeah, of wealthy, yeah. that sort of thing. Does that make sense? You're the Bill Gates syndrome, yeah. you know, you're walking around in a jumper and a pair of slacks. Yeah, exactly. You can afford Gucci whatever or whatever. Want. I don't yeah. know what brand is expensive these days, but um, you know, you can afford all that, but you don't need to, yeah. you don't need to show off. But this is this, like most people should just be riding one oh five. Yeah. Because it's the best group set. Absolutely. But it's in Hands terms down. of like function, longevity, ease of like livability. And yeah, I think people would be absolutely fine. It's just because you've had a taste of this stuff. Mm. It's like, oh, once you go, like, have you ever had a bike with electric shifting on it? I haven't owned one, but I've ridden lots yeah. of them. Yeah, I've never owned a bike with electric shifting I, on it because I'd be terrified that I wouldn't be able to go back because it'd be oh, so right. good. <laughs> See, that's interesting. You know what I mean? That's interesting. Like, I, DI2 works faster than my brain. And I don't, I've, there's something a bit uneasy about that. I don't, I don't think it's that quick, not compared to mechanical. But it depends how you set it up. But also, true. I don't want to charge my bike. That's yeah, it. That's true. all I need to say. I don't want to charge my bike. I charge enough stuff. I charge my phone. I charge my Garmin. I, char I can't remember what else I charge. I charge myself. I have a coffee in a while. I'm up to like four coffees. Mm. I have to go. I have to. Dial for, it back. for me, I used to be a one, <clears throat> one coffee a day person. Mm. Then I went to two. And then I got, when, when you get to three, that's dangerous territory. And then if you're at four, I'm like now, I'm like, it's evening. And I'm like, oh, I, think mm. I think I need a coffee. You think um, DI2 is the, the perfect group set for winter bikes, though? What, because it's, it's ele electronic? Electronic. There's, there's no you know, wires to get gunked up. There's no you know, um, mechanical Yeah, exposure. but what happens here in the winter? <coughs> Rains. <laughs> well, we were talking about this before. Like, <coughs> you know, water and electric. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? The human body is... Well, the human body is like 70% water and also like basically your electricity. Those two <laughs> things do not go together. Like, you know what I mean? Where, where's the last place you want to be in a lightning storm? On a boat. <laughs> yeah. Surely in the water is the last well, place in you want to be. Yeah, it's good at <laughs> On a sinking boat. Yeah. sinking boat, yeah. Can you imagine if when the Titanic sank, there'd have been a lightning storm at the same time? <clears throat> I just thought they could have just <laughs> slightly dramatise the movie a little bit more if they'd had a thunderstorm going on at the same time. It's an opportunity there. Opportunity lost. Yeah. Oh well. But yeah, so, it's it's just... Yeah, why would you have DI2 on your winter bike? Well, AM1 now, the winter bike is dead. No one has a winter bike. I know, it's a purely theoretical question. Like, no one has a blue ribble, no one has a kinesis <laughs> with mud guards on it anymore. Like, they do, they do. I, I still see them. I still see the ribbles, yeah. and I see the kinesis every now and again. 
but they're like the ones that that guy bought in 2015 or 2013. That recent. <laughs> maybe 2010. Exactly. And they're still going through the bike shop. They're still coming in. They're still, they're still, you know, out of alignment. They're still. But there's something quite. I don't know. Like maybe I'm being a nostalgic old git, but there's something quite nice about like putting your winter bike away and getting your summer bike out. It's like get putting your, you know, it's like putting your winter coat away. Yeah. And getting and getting your your linen suit or whatever it is that people do. I don't know. It's it's so, like um, it. Well, like okay, for a lot of people, it's like they can't. You know, we live in in England. Most people don't have houses that can house mm. lots of bikes. Yeah, like some people do. The people that are buying ten grand bikes probably do, or maybe they don't. You know, a lot of people are just like, oh, I just want one bike. That that compromise, that kind of, um, I just want this one bike to do it all. It's got to be a road bike, but it has to have slightly slacker endurance geometry, and it has to have big tire clearance. Because obviously, I might want to put 50 mil tires, and I'm like, shut up, just get two bikes. <laughs> it's basically what I want: race I geometry, <laughs> 50 <laughs> mil tires. <laughs> but it's like that. That's like people are doing that. Like these drop, you know, drop bar bikes with like massive tires I'm like all for that but but yeah but you're not you don't it's ah, yeah. like just you basically yeah. just described what I would do <laughs> I want to see you on if, one if I was let loose I want to see you on one because um I don't know I, I, yeah, different different bikes for different rides for me it's always been like if I want to go on the road I ride a road bike if I want to go off-road I ride an off-road bike if I want to go actually off-road, I ride a mountain bike. Yeah. You know? I just don't want to feel anything. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ride on the road, but I don't want to feel anything. But if you could uh, have only one bike, then would it be appropriate to put your Ace on it? Well, if you also have a Porsche 911 or a Ferrari, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the only time you ride the bike is when you're... Isn't it? <coughs> going to Mallorca on a holiday or something like that. Joe, I'll play the devil's advocate for this. If you want one bike and you want the Dura Arche on it and you're willing to pay that price of the maintenance cost and all that other stuff, crack on. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No problem with that. Totally Just agree. don't whine when it don't yeah. work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, you, no, but you made... You made a really good point because you were like, oh, but it's electronic, right? It always does the same thing. It always works the same. So isn't it the perfect winter bike? Is that, that's mm. what you were getting yeah, at, right? Yeah. But that's not how... That's not how it works. That's not how switches work. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of... You know, that's I, have, I want I have, it to work. I have four... <coughs> I think I've, I've got four uh, Altegra or Dura Ace DI2 shifters sitting on my kitchen table in pieces. Those are, you know, they don't... Yeah. They they break easily. Yeah. They don't. They don't. They don't the, the system doesn't account for chain cassette wear. Yeah, either. exactly. So and not gonna lie, not being funny, if you've got to index your gears using an app on your phone, sorry, yeah, that can I'm, get in I'm the out. Bin. No, yeah, that can you chug that. Not only seat. not only do you have to do that, but on the latest one, even though the shifters are supposed to be wireless, the whole system's semi wireless, right? Shifters. The shifters don't have any wires going to the battery in the seat post or in the down tube or whatever, which is kind of good because that means you don't have to run wires from the shifters. Mm. You don't have to have a junction box there. But you still have to plug the bloody thing in to update the firmware and everything. Mm. Mm. So it's not what it claims to be, not, not fully, you know, completely wireless. And also, why? It's one button. It does one thing. Why do you need to? Why do you need a firmware update? 
Why does it need to get, why should it ever have an update? It's the same thing, it's that, that, and that. all it's got to do is that, my dad used to do um, model boats, right? And I used to have like a remote control car with all the servos and all the little things, right? Radio controlled, there was no software, there was no firmware updates, there's none of that rubbish. It's like, it's just electronic, just work. It's just like one signal goes from one place to another. It's, all it's got to do is one thing. It doesn't have to be clever and it's not clever. But yeah, if, if you've got, it works perfectly when everything's brand new and clean, but when it's dirty, it doesn't know it's dirty. When it's doesn't dirty, know, oh, when maybe it's I worn, should adjust, whatever, yeah, yeah, you know. On, on firmware updates, just like fixes for things that didn't work properly in the first place, and they just need to update it to make it actually work. Yeah, but that, to me, that shows that somebody was not very good programmer. <laughs> in the first place, because it's, it's not, it's actually, it's pretty simple. It's actually yeah, it's really simple. Freaking button, There's nothing, there, it's like, honestly, any, <coughs> anybody could learn it in two hours, the coding that it takes to, yeah. to make that work, because there's not much going on. But, it, you know, dress it up like, like, like Steve Jobs, dress it up yeah. in, in the magic and just call it something else. And, yeah. you know, you make up all these words and. I mean, the, the fact that you, you know, you can go to Primark and buy a t-shirt for like two quid and then you go across the road in uh, Westfield, go to the Armani shop and buy a t-shirt for a hundred quid. I mean, the fact that that exists, basically. The fact that you know that there's an Armani shop in Westfield just worries guessing. me. <laughs> <laughs> if that was true, if they're actually, if, if they're you can go to Westfield yeah. and buy an Armani t-shirt for a hundred quid, there's probably, something seriously probably. wrong with this country. I mean, I freaking grew up in Hong Kong, didn't I? It's like, it's just like, <laughs> this is like the, the entire capitalist world just like pouring into like yeah. a tiny country that's smaller than London and... But you that's kind of like, it's a bit, that's kind of like, welcome to Hong Kong, capitalism done right. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're going to do it properly. At least you don't have an option in Hong Kong, yeah, it's like everything's yeah. expensive. Yeah. No, well, well, yeah, you, or you go to the, the street market and buy all the knockoffs for, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. for like 50p. Yeah, but they're two very separate places, aren't they? It's not like all under one roof where you can buy a £2 t-shirt and a £200 t-shirt. Yeah, but you can, you can still choose and there's, there's definitely pleasure in doing both. But, but mm. like, you know, there's... I, well, actually, the interesting thing about that is that the, the kind of super high-end fuels the kind of knockoff mm. like street market. So people, so people want the, the vision, the dream, but they don't want to pay for it, so mm. they get the knockoff. So, so devil's advocate here then, <coughs> talking about high-end group sets, plus point of all this high-end expensive stuff trickles down. So, yeah. you know, Tiagra, <laughs> which is probably about where my level of dedication is at. Like the newest iteration of 10-speed Tiagra is probably as good as Dura-Ace was 20 years ago. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely will be. I'm sure it is. So without this super high-end stuff, kind of like, you know, I don't really use this term, but like, you know, seeing what's pushing boundaries, mm -hmm. seeing what's possible, all that dross, like you, you get the trickle down. So essentially, what you're saying is that if you buy Durace, you're you're a dutiful pioneer. You're a dutiful pioneer <laughs> in making Tiagra in 20 you're years. You're doing everyone better. else a favor. Yeah, in a way, you're, you're, you are. 
<laughs> in a way, you are. Like, it's perverse to think about, but yeah, you are. You're taking a hit for the team. You're taking one for the team, yeah. the wider cycling community. By buying it, you're not encouraging them to, to make the, the cheaper stuff better. It's but, the fact that people are buying the cheaper stuff that makes them realise, ooh, we better, we be we've already got this. Like basically, you made the mould, right? You already made the mould. All you have to do is inject a cheaper plastic into that mould. But I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's, like that, it's like what you're saying about the, you know, you can go to like the, you know, the Armani store and you go to the street market. Yeah. You know, it's choice. Yeah. And yeah, like choice is ultimately, we all, we all need choice. We say this every day in the bike for studio, don't we? It's just mm. all about choice. Mm. So, you know, if you want a winter bike with Tiagra, crack on, because that is going to be the perfect tool for mm. that job. Yeah. If you want to ride your air road with Dura Race all over it in the winter, yeah, crack on too, but just be prepared for a bit more maintenance than you. you what, what is you what's going to happen? To yeah, shop. and uh, you know that's the thing. People are still there's still a bit of disparity between you spent this much money on this thing. What did you think it was going to be cheap to service it? Or you do know? you think it's going to run forever? Yeah, it's not going to like, run forever. Oh, uh, there's definitely that in the in particularly in in the bike industry and um, amongst bike customers that where people think something is more expensive therefore it should last longer i'm like no it's the no, other it's way the opposite <laughs> yeah. the or, opposite or you're buying lingerie right it's like lingerie <laughs> is more expensive than a men's pair of underpants yet it's like a fraction of the fucking like amount of material well it's like bikes isn't it the more you pay the less you get the le less you get yeah you want a light bike you have to pay tons i was like no i want a heavy bike Give Value me more material. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a, what's our favourite phrase everyone comes in with to the bike fit studio? Oh, I bought it because it was a cracking deal. Cracking deal. deal. Uh, it's only a bargain yeah. if you'd have bought it anyway. Stop with the deals. Yeah. Sorry. Doesn't fit, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, wasn't really a good deal. But then, like, you know, yeah, it's a great deal until you have to change everything. And, well, you can you know. get, you know, you can buy a, you can buy a pretty luxury car for way way less than you would think right especially if you if it's like you know mm -hmm. a couple of years old or something like that you can get yourself a like top end mercedes or a whatever i don't know name of name a brand but just because you can get it for that money mm. like let's say okay like a a brand new whatever ford <coughs> uh, focus or something is mm. like let's say it's like 16 grand when it's brand new. Well, you know, you wait three years and you buy a top-end Mercedes and it's 16 grand. But the servicing on that Mercedes is going to be yeah, it's going to be up, it's going to be up on the ramps every weekend, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, basically. Like, it's, the, it's the ongoing maintenance cost, isn't it? It's the well, cost you of know, ownership. You, you race, a, uh, race a thoroughbred racehorse, that thing is not going to pull a cart and it's not gonna, you're not going to put panniers on it. <laughs> Certainly not going to put panniers on it. Not going to take it down the mine, are you? No. And it's not going to last very long if you were to ride it every day. It's yeah. a thoroughbred. It's supposed to be just ridden. It's just a racehorse, and it's it's got to be cared for a certain way. You know, just the cost of ownership. Yeah. That's essentially what we're saying. Yeah, like, exactly. What is the cost of owning this product, and is that worth the return of yeah. what you're going to get? Usually, no. No, absolutely not. Well, like I don't know. Maybe uh, for those who. Uh, 
bought the, the first Jurace group set and never actually used it and kept it in a fresh box and now we're going to sell it. Oh, the 1973 <laughs> yeah. NOS Jurace. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, someone's going to... So there will be one out there. Yeah. We should go on eBay and have a look, actually. Yeah. But I think what we can conclude from this is that we need Jurace. <laughs> we do. <laughs> but we don't need it in the way we think we need it. Yeah, I suppose I can get on board with that. You know what I mean? Well, see, we've, we've limited it because of the whole recall thing and the, the 50th anniversary. We've kind of limited the conversation to Shimano. And there are... Don't get me started. <laughs> there are some alternatives. I'm very, very much team Shimano. Oh, yeah, no, me too. Because it's... We're on... We've got another 10. Um, it's just... It, yeah, the, the alternatives are worse. Considerably. Considerably worse. worse. I think anyone who anyone who really knows about them. I mean, okay, go on. Go on, Way, with your face. <laughs> name, name something that's better. I don't know. I was going to talk about going on AliExpress. And like, oh, okay. There are, there are, well, there's Microshift have got Microshift a new fully mechanical 11-speed yeah. group set out, and yeah. I'd love to try that out, actually. I just don't understand why there's not more people making... Like more group sets out there, you know. SRAM have committed to People like electronic. Yeah. Campag's but dying. It's the thing going is, into Campag is Campag. Campag will always be there, limping yeah. along. It will always be limping along, and it will always have its customers. Yeah. SRAM is like, okay, we're gonna do. SRAM is a bit like the, um, uh, maybe not, maybe not the Apple of, of the cycling industry, but. It's, it's kind of that disruptive influence mm. in the bike industry where they're like, well, we're not going to do it like Shimano did it. We're going to do things differently. And like, yeah, yeah you're yeah. only doing it differently because they'll sue you if you do it the same, right? So you have to do something different. Yeah. But then they keep trying to, they keep trying to put a square peg in, yeah, into yeah. a round hole. It's like you do, there's a reason that it's been done this way for 100 years and it works really well. And yeah. the good thing, the reason that we like Shimano is because they don't disrupt, they just refine. So that's why they've gotten to a point where now it's like, it, this works really well. This does, when it's set up properly, it works mm. really, really well. And it does last, again, as long as you're not buying the top end stuff that's made of feathers, um, it's going to last. I've had the same group set on my bike with the same cables for like 10 years. <laughs> it's it's like, a, I don't, like a watch clock. I don't really ride that bike, but it still works. Is it single speed? Uh, it's a clothes horse at the moment. <laughs> well, and well, like, it's got a saddle on it this week. Yeah. Got no seat clamp though. Oh, right. That's coming in the post. You're going to get an envy. My, my, my wife, Abby, is, she's still riding Dura Ace 7800. 78 oh. is the best group set. <laughs> it's 10 speed, external shifters. It's before yeah. it all went internal. It just works and it looks cool because it was chrome. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's absolutely Case flawless. closed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, go out buy seventy eight hundred euros. Well, if you can find it. If you can find it. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> oh, there'll be someone bricklaying. Hundred <laughs> percent. It's yeah. It's just there's 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 loads of other players coming in, and there's mm. definitely going to be a bit more. There's, there's going to be another major player, but it takes a lot for something that's actually quite simple. It does take a lot of testing. But the thing is as well is that why would you put your effort into trying to make a group set when Shimano and SRAM to a certain extent have just got it all covered? Yeah. Why would you but why would you bother? 
because you want to steal some market share. That's pretty much the only thing. It's like, why would you bother starting but a bike cost brand? benefit analysis, like you're yeah. never going to get any sort of market share compared to. Oh, you're thinking like a like a marketer, not like an engineer now. Mm. So, you know, there's plenty of engineers out there who always want to build it better. You know, they can always think. Yeah, but why? Yeah. You know, why why Ingrid making like rear derailers and chain rings and they don't crank very well. <laughs> yeah, but Ingrid Ingrid measure their cranks in small, medium, and large. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But like, like, what is that? But, but why why make it like that? You know, why, why yeah why, why? don't work? You have to measure them. Have you measured them? Yeah. I think it's like one six five, one seventy, and one seven five. That's yeah. which is ridiculous. Not having. But it. why just not put the numbers on? Oh, I don't. Yeah, well, they okay, dare well, to be different. Right? Well, yeah, no, I take the point. My, like, Matt Appleman, he, he makes like all the different crank sizes, and I mean to be fair, his his I think his cranks are like the best cranks out there. Like, he's not know. making a group set though, is he? No, but like you know, it's the start. That that's how you like if you're a small manufacturer, mm. then you know you that's that's how you start. But he but, is filling a void in the market. Yeah, there are not manufacturers making proportional crank lengths yeah yeah uh, what, what's he what's the smallest he does now oh, he, well he, he hundreds yeah. yeah i mean well he Pretty makes common. custom he can make anything oh right I guess anything he you want anything. but like yeah essentially goes from like 100 to yeah. 200 wow yeah it's really cool like it took 48 years for shimano to make anything shorter than 165 yeah that's true <laughs> Well, well, that's the thing. Like he's filling a void. But that's in, that's you. That's you guys' fault, isn't it? Really, because you didn't you didn't demand it. You need to demand it. Wasn't alive. <laughs> <laughs> but that, like, short, sure, like you know, with the dying mechanical kind of uh, scene, group sets. Like, is it though? Is it? I don't think it is. I think it's just there's Microsoft have already done it, right? Yeah, yeah. Somebody's just going to float to the top. Because people are still going to need that. Yeah, but I'm, like, this, I'm but sure it, someone can invent. I mean, why? I mean, before electronic happened, there was just constant iterations of like mechanical shifting. Yeah. So you know, there's there's infinite ways of like kind of creating shifters and things like yeah. that. Yeah. So why not? You know, someone come along and create some other. I don't know, group set or dream or, you know, market some other thought. Well, oh, Rota failed miserably with that Uno group set. Uh, yeah, that yeah. Um, yeah. Um, why would you do? I don't know why. Why would you do that? It's just no. It's just, well, I know why because they wanted because you can do uh, cable runs through frames without worrying about kinking cables yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and stuff like that. But again, uh, then electronic was already a thing. It'd already been a thing mm -hmm. for quite quite a few years. I don't know why they thought that would be a good idea to have. Fluid going through a yeah, uh, but it's a, it's quite a cool concept though. It's a cool I, concept, I but again, it's um, it unnecessary now, isn't it? Because yeah, electronics kind of blown them out of the water. What was it? There was a patent came out or an application for a patent for a uh, a three pulley. I can't remember what it was, but it was like a three pulley derailleur. What is in? Like add three um, pulley wheels, jockey three wheels. jockey wheels. Oh right, it? okay. Why would you do that then? Like Just to make the chain another pivot line. point. Right. 
What, for mountain bikes or something? I don't know. Sounds like yeah, something. It was Shimano. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, I thought mountain bikes are going towards that kind of centralized kind of uh, derailleur system. The indestructible rear derailleur that yeah. is actually very destructible. Yeah. Oh, I had wow. a, bit of a, a bit of a trolling moment with somebody on Instagram the other day when they were going, oh, they were commenting on a video where there was like a broken SRAM, like the new SRAM thing, mm. and it was broken. And they were like, no, it's supposed to break there. It's really <laughs> cheap to replace that part. Well, well, yeah, but how about it don't break in the first place and then you don't have to replace it after like three weeks or something. The whole point was getting rid of the hanger. Yeah. Mm. That was a snide, a snide thing that they did with that hanger. Mm. They tried to convince everyone that it was universal and they even used the term universal, universal derailleur hanger. There you go. Just the, so that they could come out. Oh, oh by the way. The disruptor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's the problem that I have with SRAM. So it's not because... You know, not saying that I would never ride a bike with SRAM. I've had the opportunity to ride pretty much all the group sets. I know that I prefer Shimano. It definitely, definitely works the best of all of them. But just the attitude that they have, being an American company, that just annoys me. Or SRAM. Yeah. Yeah. Just the things that they do to try to disrupt the market. Like you're doing unnecessary stuff and you're charging way too much for it. It should not cost this much. You did not spend that much money on R&D because it don't work. See, even that phrase, disrupting the market, that makes me a little bit sick in my mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just, it's like somebody it's coming along. It's making me uncomfortable. Uh, there's so many things, there's so well, many. What do we need then? The people's group set. 105, mate. It <laughs> yeah, already exists. it already exists. Yeah. It already exists. It already well, exists. Yeah. yeah. Let's get on to Microsoft. Microsoft on your winter bike. We need, no, bike. We, you know what we need? We need, we need high-end bikes with Microsoft group sets on them. That's what we need. We need custom bikes. Microshift. Right. Just give it a, like they've already started get. You know what they called their group set? Sword. 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 Yeah. I like that. It's like it's like Swerks, <laughs> but with a D. <laughs> S word. S word. That's what Jenny calls it. <laughs> S word. S word. <laughs> like Is it no? It's quite good. It's quite a nice design. It's quite a good good name. Yeah. Uh, it's the, only the brand name, Microshift, which has like, you know, quite negative connotations or cheapy, cheap connotations. But um, I'd love to get my hands on it. I want to yeah. try it out. I want to see what, like. On, uh, on Decathlon coming back with uh, the Van Risel brand. And, yeah. uh, AG2R are riding Van Risel yeah. next year. Yeah. It's a done deal. Back in the Peloton. Yeah. Bring it, bringing the people's bikes back. <laughs> Probably better than those BMCs. <laughs> More adjustable. Anyway. So what's the moral of the story? <laughs> buy 7800 and put 105 on your winter bike. Yeah, just buy, just stop, stop going after the top end stuff. It's not for you. <laughs> it's not for you. It's for professional mm. racers. They want to sell you stuff. Yeah. They just want to sell you stuff. You buy the lower tier stuff because that technology already, you know, they, they yeah. use the technology and the high stuff. Either. Well, Altegra is like, you know, the is specifically designed as the privateers group set. Yeah, I mean, it is, it's a perfect... But that's too expensive group. as well. Yeah, but what you do is you always buy the previous generation, right? What you do is... But you then you have to out. get your cranks recalled because they'll delaminate. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, no. Well, is supposed to be like the racers group set. Yeah. The privateer racers group mm. set. So, you know, you use that group. Use that for race. racing. And then or use it for, is, yeah. You know, your... Uh, your but now, day. you know, um, people are using that stuff for ultra distance oh. they're using race spec race level group sets for ultra distance and it's like well oh, but maybe you should be using idea. something a little bit more robust if you're going to be doing 
like serious distances in all weathers. Maybe there needs to be a new ultra distance. Oh, this is what is like axis on your ultra distance. Have <laughs> a word. Yeah, it's happened. I mean, you, you just got to look at some of the transconti setups. I mean, freaking like I was like some like came to see me with freaking a Canyon Ultimate. Yeah, who's going to go do what? Yeah, literally. He's like, oh yeah, I signed up to this Transconti thing. I've got this uh, race bike here. What happened? It. What I want to know is what happened to Audaxes because there was supposed to be this stepping stone. All of a sudden, everything's about ultra. Is ultra distance really just oh, a like, rebadged yeah, Audaxes? It's just remarketing, right? It's like gravel. Yeah, it's, it's like gravel. everything gets remarketed. God, what a bunch of cynics. <laughs> I, I wonder if anyone's got this far in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt it. If you have, you probably, well yeah, if you have, well done. You're, you're, you're on the same page as us. We should have like a special code at the end. Yeah. Give people for discounts yeah. and stuff. Do you, own, do you own a blue ribble or a kinesis? <laughs> Enough about butts. On that note, uh, if you like what we say, leave us a rating on your uh, favourite podcast channel. If you don't like what we say, leave us a rating. If you don't like what we say, we have an Instagram. Yeah. It's at Soft Issues Pod. Get in there and troll us to the best of your abilities. Yeah. Bring it on. Uh, Give Ev something to do on a weekend. Yeah, exactly. I like that.